The Square Egg and Other Sketches by Saki. Read by Richard Crowest. The Achievement of the Cat. In the political history of nations, it is no uncommon experience to find states and peoples, which but a short time since were in bitter conflict and animosity with each other, settled down comfortably on terms of mutual goodwill and even alliance. The natural history of the social developments of species affords a similar instance in the coming together of two once warring elements, now represented by civilised man and the domestic cat. The fiercely waged struggle which went on between humans and felines in those far-off days when sabre-toothed tiger and cave-lion contended with primeval man has long ago been decided in favour of the most fitly equipped combatant, the thing with a thumb, and the descendants of the dispossessed family are relegated today, for the most part, to the wastelands of jungle and veldt, where an existence of self-effacement is the only alternative to extermination. But the Felis catus, or whatever species was the ancestor of the modern domestic cat, a vexed question at present, by a masterstroke of adaptation avoided the ruin of its race and captured a place in the very keystone of the conqueror's organisation. For not as bond-servant or dependent has this proudest of mammals entered the human fraternity, not as a slave like the beasts of burden, or a humble camp-follower like the dog— the cat is domestic only as far as suits its own ends. It will not be kenneled or harnessed, nor suffer any dictation as to its goings out or comings in. A long contact with the human race has developed in it the art of diplomacy, and no Roman cardinal of medieval days knew better how to ingratiate himself with his surroundings than a cat with a saucer of cream on its mental horizon. But the social smoothness, the purring innocence, the softness of the velvet paw may be laid aside at a moment's notice, and the sinuous feline may disappear in deliberate aloofness to a world of roofs and chimney-stacks, where the human element is distanced and disregarded. Or the innate savage spirit that helped its survival in the bygone days of tooth and claw may be summoned forth from beneath the sleek exterior, and the torture instinct, common alone to human and feline, may find free play in the death throes of some luckless bird or rodent. It is indeed no small triumph to have combined the untrammelled liberty of primeval savagery with the luxury which only a highly developed civilization can command— to be lapped in the soft stuffs that commerce has gathered from the far ends of the world, to bask in the warmth that labour and industry have dragged from the bowels of the earth, to banquet on the dainties that wealth has bespoken for its table, and withal to be a free son of nature, a mighty hunter, a spiller of life-blood. This is the victory of the cat. But besides the credit of success, the cat has other qualities which compel recognition. The animal which the Egyptians worshipped as divine, which the Romans venerated as a symbol of liberty, which Europeans in the ignorant Middle Ages anathemized as an agent of demonology, has displayed to all ages two closely blended characteristics, courage and self-respect. No matter how unfavourable the circumstances, both qualities are always to the fore. Confront a child, a puppy, and a kitten with a sudden danger, the child will turn instinctively for assistance, the puppy will grovel in abject submission to the impending visitation, 
the kitten will brace its tiny body for frantic resistance. And dissociate the luxury-loving cat from the atmosphere of social comfort in which it usually contrives to move, and observe it critically under the adverse conditions of civilization. That civilization which can impel a man to the degradation of clothing himself in tawdry ribald garments and capering mountebank dances in the streets for the earning of a few coins that keep him on the respectable or non-criminal side of society. The cat of the slums and alleys, starved, outcast, harried, still keeps amid the prowlings of its adversity the bold, free, panther tread with which it paced of yore the temple courts of Thebes, still displays the self-reliant watchfulness which man has never taught it to lay aside. And when its shifts and clever managings have not sufficed to stave off inexorable fate, when its enemies have proved too strong or too many for its defensive powers, it dies fighting to the last, quivering with the choking rage of mastered resistance, and voicing in its death yell that agony of bitter remonstrance which human animals too have flung at the powers that may be, the last protest against a destiny that might have made them happy, and has not. (laughs) ¶¶ 